subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. I'm Matt. He's Garrett. And as always, we're excited to be with you today. We got a, a quick one today, but this is a it's a very precise topic, kind of building off of our, our last episode. So this does have to do with sellers. But before we dive in quickly, if you're brand new to Ninja, if you're like, hey, what's Ninja Selling? Head over to ninjaselling.com. You can learn more about it there. You can pick up the book that Larry Kendall wrote and learn the system right there in so many pages. And if you want to join our podcast community, just to kind of surround yourself with other people who are learning Ninja, who are Ninja experts, who are, and everything in between, go to Facebook and search for The Ninja Selling Podcast. You'll find a group with over 12,000 people in there, and that's the place to be. So without further ado, Garrett, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How are you today? I'm great, man. I'm great. I like this topic because this is... Man, this happens so often, doesn't it? Where you have a seller that says, well, I need a certain amount for my property. And what's in, what I love about this topic is you brought this up to our list. And then I saw somebody on Facebook and I forget whether it was in our group or another group who had said something, who asked a question that was very similar to this, totally unrelated to us coming up with this topic, but said like, Hey, I have a seller who's looking to net this going in. Should I bring a net sheet and all this stuff? And, and man, these, we find ourselves in these situations, Garrett, I want to sell my house, but I need to make X dollars from it. Yeah. This topic came up because I was talking with a coaching client and they brought this up. They said, and I, they're, they're talking about a seller that wasn't selling. They weren't willing to reduce the price. There's all kinds of you know financial stuff where I was like, well, have you guys thought about doing this and doing it? At the end of the day, the agent said, they need to make a certain amount from this sale. Like They have to make a certain amount. And uh, my response was, have you put that in the marketing remarks? <laughs> And they were like, well, why would we do that? And I said, well, because that's what you need. You might as well just put it out there. Like if that is the factor of you selling this house is they need to walk with this amount of money. Why don't you just market it that way? And you'll know really quick if you have people that are willing to buy it so that you can be afforded that much money so you can go live the life that you want to have. And the person was like, well, that's a bad idea. And I said, great. I said, so this conversation is <laughs> no dumb. I'm like, well, maybe you should ask them. Though. Like if I had a client that was pushing on me like that, that says, but you know, we're not willing to reduce the price because we have to net a certain amount. I would ask my client, you know, I've written up a new marketing ad here. And would you approve this so we can put it on the... Uh, they would be like, absolutely not. And be like, that's the problem with what you're doing. So funny when you <laughs> when you like give it that perspective, and <laughs> and it's like, of course that's a bad idea. It's like, yeah, I know exactly. That's why we're talking about this, so you can see how ridiculous it sounds. But Matt, but Matt, I want to I want to be able to buy the new fifth wheel once we be able to sell this house. And if I sell it for less, <laughs> I can't buy the fifth wheel. Don't, don't people understand? Yes, they do understand, and they don't care. They don't care. They don't care because it's like, well, but if I get a deal on the house, then I can buy the fifth wheel after I buy the house. But don't they want me to have the house in Vail? I mean, I would think that they would want me to have the house in Vail, Matt. <laughs> like if if I could just get an extra $100,000, that would allow it. Only if. And, and so there's two components to this, right? There is the first part of running your seller process. And if you're going into a situation where you know this is the case and we have not had the, you know, the whole consultation yet, it's good that you know this stuff, right? 
so that you can be prepared with better market information because you know you're going into a situation with a seller who is who has blinders on. They're just thinking about themselves, which of course they are, right? Why, why wouldn't they be? It's their house. They're trying to make money. Selfish sellers. <laughs> but they're they're not factoring in what they really want, which is to be released of this home so they can go on and live the next chapter of their life. Be released. Like an exorcism. <laughs> release. Release you from this house. <laughs> be gone, demon. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Keep going. So you want to you want to be prepared with and this even if this is not the case you should still be prepared with all the market information that you can show a seller to help them understand because you're going into a situation where all they want is their dollar and if you just tell them what the home is worth they're not going to believe you. They need to see it. They need to understand the market information because as we always say it matters who says it. And so up front this is very easy to manage. And it, well you either manage it and they see the light and they're like, okay, this is where we need to be. Or they don't. And you say, great, hey, I'm not the realtor for you. What are the ways you're talking about showing is better than telling? And we got to show them what is actually going on here. And I think it's really important that if you can show them that we are up against Mission Impossible, like my, my role in my world is to stay out of situations that are Mission Impossible. I love missions that I can have a successful conclusion to at the end. Um, I get it. You know, Tom Cruise made a whole movie about it and they're impossible missions <laughs> that he figures out. That's not the world I live in. It's not how I run a business. I like things that have a, a pretty much of a sure thing on the backside of it. I like to know that if I work with a certain person and I do a certain thing, I'm going to get paid at the end. And there are certain jobs that I choose not to take because the, the likelihood of me being paid on it is not there. So with this situation, with you're sitting with a, a seller your job is to look at this entire piece and say, and again, as we look at the 16-step listing presentation, I may choose to help you. You may choose not to work with me, and I may choose not to work with you. Like, There's three things that are going to happen here. And this is your opportunity to sit back and say, look, if I can't get them to see the realities of this marketplace by showing them all the correct information so that they can work with the market, I need to understand that I'm up against Mission Impossible. I'm potentially putting myself in a situation with a seller that it's going to be kind of a nightmare. I'm I'm going to be laying awake at night worried about them because they're not going to be able to buy their fifth wheel if we can't get this thing sold. You know, they're potentially going to be pissed off at me at the end of it because they didn't get their fifth wheel or they didn't get either. They didn't sell their house and they didn't get the fifth wheel. Like they're really disgruntled. It's like you need to be able to sit down with them up front and as Larry used to say, and I used to love this saying, you need to walk them through the valley of the shadow of death. You need to show them that we're going to go through this, but I need to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel because you need to net a certain amount, what are we doing? Like, yeah. And the process, Matt, you're 100% right. The process, if you're skipping steps in the process, if you're foregoing some of those questions in there, a lot of times you're going to end up sitting there with a client going like, I, I don't even know where to go. There's nothing we can do here. They, they won't reduce the price. They won't do changes to the house. They won't do these things. Coach, tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not going to get, if you're stuck on that, it's, it's not going to get there. And so if you use the process up front, you're hopefully going to be good. Now, if you're in the situation where you're, let's say, negotiating, right? Like this is the toughest part. It's like, 
well, now we're negotiating with a buyer and the seller's like, well, no, I can't go any lower because I need X, right? Well, first of all, congratulations that you're already in the negotiation game because that's a yep. that's a great place to be, right? But we, when talking with the seller, here, well, here's the first thing I want people to remember. We're not in the, in the job of trying to get our sellers to accept an agreement. We still need to negotiate really, really hard on their behalf and do everything in our power to get the absolute highest possible price for them that we can. You cannot ignore that. And I think if you go into these conversations with your seller with that intention, you can probably achieve a good result for everybody. But if you're going into the conversation thinking, man, I just need to get my seller to come down so I can put a deal together, you're going into this mission impossible. Mm -hmm. And you need to call Tom Cruise because you're not going to be able to complete this. Great movies, by the way. And, And so... One, that intention needs to be there, period. Can you imagine the sales technique when all of a sudden you're sitting there at the table with them and you're like, you know what? We've come across, this is what I refer to as Mission Impossible. And you just like text your phone. I would just love the the Tom Cruise impersonator just to come like walking in the door and sit down and be like, who's this? Be like, this is Tom Cruise. Like he's here to help us because this is Mission Impossible that you put on the table here. And this is the only guy that can do it. <laughs> that would be great. Oh my gosh. Tom, this is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? He'd be like, nope, not taking that one. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) So now you're talking with your seller. I think everything when it comes to like negotiating and helping a seller see what it is, it is redirecting back to why are we in this in the first place? Why did we list the house? Why are we selling? Why are we here in the first place? What are we really trying to accomplish? And is it worth the $5,000 difference? Is it worth the 10,000 or whatever the difference might be? And maybe you're still working on closing a gap, you know, but is it worth needing to have that extra little bit to miss out on this? Because ultimately too, for a seller, it's either you kind of get that or you get nothing or you just keep what you have. But here's, man, I look at it this way too. If every deal that I've done, and again, it's been a long time since I was a licensed salesperson, but every person that I have worked with and coached that has been in this position, at some point, the seller goes, okay, usually at some point, it's been a long fight of we need, we need, we need. And at some point they're like, all right, we're not going to make as much money as we thought on this. We're going to move forward. And they still get to live the life that they were dreaming about. They still probably go buy the fifth wheel. They still probably go and make the other things happen. It's not that in their mind up front, it's like, we need this to make this happen. But when it all comes down, they figure out ways to make all that stuff happen. They figure out ways to make it all work. I don't think they're not going to have the fifth wheel because we had to negotiate an extra $5,000 on repairs that need to be made to the house. Like, great. I get it. And you have a vision of how this is going to work. But what if you pulled five grand from somewhere else? What if you took $5,000 out a little bit more on a loan on the fifth wheel? Like, what if all these things that you have at our fingertips, there's lots of moving parts. It's not black and white. And help them understand that it's not black and white. There's many shades of color here that we're working with. There's many shades that we get to play with and maneuver things around. And right now, if you want to sell this house, this is what you're looking at. If you don't want to sell it, it's totally okay. Yeah. But we need to get realistic. Is that word, Matt? No. I know. Sorry. No. We need to become clear. Clear. We need clarity on what's going to make this thing work. Yeah. We need to become clear. And, and 
And I would actually, yeah, don't avoid using the word realistic because the seller will be like, well, realistically, I need this money to move on, right? You're going to get the, you probably will get the the feedback in that direction. But here, here's the thing. If you have a seller saying these things, one, identify this as, okay, here's a flag that I need to work around. We're going to have some challenges creating some clarity. So I'm going to need to come prepared with all of the things that I can show to help a seller see what is going on in the market to help them make great decisions. Here's the other thing. Don't also let that cloud your judgment. You might go into a situation with sellers, I need this. And you go in there and be like, yeah, no, well, we're going to get you that and a whole lot more, right? Yep. And listen to the seller because they're they're stating a goal. I, we don't want to just be like, oh gosh, going into another one of these sellers. Like, yeah, well, it's their house. I've You know how many times I've heard a realtor to Garrett say, well, I need to get this out of my house. And so I'm going to work my commission on the back end, all this different stuff so that I can get what I need. But then they go into a seller situation and aren't empathetic of their thought process. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys, let's <laughs> let's express some empathy here. You know, I think it's really important to acknowledge that these people just like us have dreams. They have dreams of a future they that they want to create. They sit around at night on the internet exploring what type of... I, I, I have um, the movie Snatch in the back of my head. Periwinkle Blue. I'm stuck on the fifth wheel. Great movie. Oh. <laughs> Periwinkle Blue is what she wants. Uh, like I get that, that feeling like you know, we need to understand these people have dreams. They have this picture that they're going to be doing. They have the picture of them with that fifth wheel cruising the countryside, driving Route 66, all the, the memories that they're going to create and this lifestyle that leads and sits in front of them right now. And a lot of them have a really hard time budging on that dream. And I think that um, you know, instead of looking at that, that I need to get a certain amount Dive deeper into that with them about what that picture looks like and where it goes and own this next vision of what it is. Don't just look at it as a net that they need to have. What does that net mean to them? Bring out all your great Ford skills and start leaning into them about this grand picture. They get excited about it with them. And as you're excited about them and you see their vision, now you are on the same side of the table with them. You're not this person that's a separate part of the negotiation that like, oh man, my realtor's making it difficult for us to net what we want to net. No, get over on that side of the table with them, dream with them, and then say, let's go figure this out. And now you get to sit down with them and say, look, this part of the equation needs to change. I'm still going to help you get to where you want to go, but we need to be a little bit flexible on this piece here. And I'm going to help see if we can figure out in other ways. And maybe there's a different travel trailer you want. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't need the fifth wheel. Yeah. Plenty of people travel without the fifth wheel. They do just fine with a regular trailer. Yeah. That's why they make Volkswagen vans. <laughs> Converted ones. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's that too. The countryside, st Route 66 looks exactly the same from a Volkswagen bus as it does from your fifth wheel. I promise. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, I think we hit the hammer on this one. Um, so empathy, showing is better than telling. It matters who says it. Be prepared. You're going to do just fine with these questions because it's common that sellers are going to say that. Very common. And don't just don't don't buy into it. 100%. Yeah. All right. Now, with that being said, Matt, thank you very much for exploring this topic uh, today. I feel like yeah. I was more of thank a distraction you. today than I was an actual help. No, it was, it was great. It was awesome. Okay, good. 
Excellent. So with that being said, if you want to learn more about Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. You can learn about all what this system is, where it comes from. If you want an even deeper understanding of it, go check out the book written by Larry Kendall, which is Ninja Selling. That will give you a really good foundation of what this all is and where where this all came from. Um, If you're interested in learning about coaching, uh, Matt and I are coaches. We've got 30 plus coaches, 30 give or take coaches, I guess, right now specific for your needs, your goals, where you want to go with your business. That is what they're specialized in and helping you get there. You can check us out there on ninjaselling.com. And if you want to learn more about like-minded people like you that listen to podcasts and listen to what we have to say, uh, you can go to the Ninja Selling Podcast Group in Facebook and you will find your people there. With that being said, Matt. Yeah. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. And thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you. Thank you, everybody. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.